0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Hello and welcome to Loose Units Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast, which is specifically designed and was invented by dad at the start of COVID to help all of you cope with not just being isolated during COVID. But with the intense trauma of listening to our regular episodes, I'm Paul. That's John, and it's lovely to be here with you on another episode of Loose Ends. Dad, uh, somebody on, f- I believe, Facebook Marketplace is selling a vintage mortuary cadaver trolley for four hundred Australian dollars. Do you think that is a worthy purchase? Tell them they're dreaming. All right. You know, I'm just quoting from. The yeah, it's a castle part. reference. Now I get it. But yeah, I mean, is oh, no. is this a does it have any uses beyond its original intended use? You could take it shopping, okay. <laughs> but it's got a lot of history. So, yeah. I mean, perhaps to put meat on would be good at a butcher shop. Oh my God. Okay. Right. Freshly, freshly killed. Do you mean if you're working at a butcher shop, you use it to ferry the meat out to the kind of window display, or if you're yeah. a customer going to the butchers, which one? Either. If
2: you're buying a lot of meat, then I think it's, it's, it's the go. Like, sure. if you're having a big barbecue, mm-hmm. but the, the whole thing about, do you tell anyone once you've got it? I mean, if you're, if you want to sort of have a skeleton on it, and this is a bit weird and a bit creepy, but Christine said something very weird and profound last night, and it freaked mm-hmm. me out. Mm-hmm. She, it was just sort of a, an offhandish, you know, offhanded comment, and we've been watching a lot of sort of true crime record of interviews. Mm. Have you ever watched those? No, they're just they're just raw. They're just videotaping people. Basically, the police trying to get them to confess, and it's right. some of them go look. Some of them go for eight, ten hours. It's pretty intense, but it's real. And then Christine said last night that um, it's possible because someone sent something to me last night, listeners, that was quite frankly, bizarre and fascinating. This person is on a bushwalk up in the mountains. I think it's in Victoria. And he's videotaping, like in some sort of raw... Remember that movie in America that was like a very amateurish
1: horror film? but it just Oh, The Blair Witch Project, yes. Correct.
2: Well, this had that Blair Witch feel about it. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's, he's, he's an avid fan. And... He's just... He comes across a whole lot of duct tape that's clearly been used for something possibly nefarious. Right. Like a whole lot of it. And it's all... It's a big clump of it. But then he moves the camera over to the left and he walks another couple of metres and then he finds a pair of male underpants. And he says to me... Yeah. You know, do you think this could be... You know, and I... I don't mean to laugh because there's nothing funny about this, but I just said, yes. I said, it's, it's weird. like, And then you, the, the mind starts to sort of think about, you know, you go down the rabbit hole and that's when Christine said to me, because I showed her the video, which she found yeah. disturbing. Mm. And she said, you know, it's quite possible that we actually have possibly people that have murdered people that are listening to the podcast. Like, isn't that incredible? And, <sighs> that's, and st- uh. Statistically, that's actually, I hate to say it, listeners, but somewhere out there in listener land, yeah. there are all, look, we know there are all different types of people. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I get- but it reminds me of the most terrible story I heard during the week about a nun. It's so bad okay, that I, I'm never going to tell it on the podcast. What? I'm sorry, it's just beyond jail, you, you can't hang on where did, you, where did you hear it where did no, you hear it's, it though? it's 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 delving into the history of Parramatta jail and and some of the worst criminals i'm not going to talk about it because my poor mother will literally her heart will stop beating and she'll never recover because
1: it's can't really you just, can't yeah but can't you just give like a hey um, um, margaret stop listening moment or... no because she won't be able to help
2: herself but it's the most it's so bad. It came from a criminal psychologist that worked at the jail, and mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what we'll do. <clears throat> I'll talk to you about it off air. Yeah. I'll tell you the story.
1: Yeah. And then you can. It's your call. How about you tell it to me? Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. You tell it to me now. No. And if it's if it's no no and it's if it's appropriate, I don't. I'll leave I don't, it in. No. I don't believe you. You'll leave it in. It's so bad.
2: It's horrendous. But I'm saying while I'm here. Yeah. Look, let's just go with plan A. Okay. Because that's exciting for the listeners. Okay. So, Paul, isn't that interesting that statistically... Yeah. ...we have people listening Mm -hmm. that may have committed terrible crimes, may be committing terrible crimes while listening to the podcast, which is Mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. But also may at some point in the future, commit a terrible crime.
1: Yeah, that's... uh It's, fa- it's a fact.
2: <sighs> and that's why I've never really wanted to talk about... People have tried to sort of get out of me, you know, how to commit the perfect crime or how to dispose
1: of a body. And that's why I kind of tend not to go down that path. You don't um... want to educate any potential killers that are listening to Loose Units, the podcast, is what True.
2: you're saying. Even though there's so much information. They don't just dream this stuff up. They're, they have... You know, there's so much information out there and it's so graphic. Um, you can basically watch anything on, online, can't you? Yeah. If you so desire. I've had uh, forensic pathologists uh, reach out to me and tell me certain things that I have never even told you because, because they just know things um, that, quite frankly, the public just shouldn't know. Now I'm being sort of I'm sort of circling a little bit. But um also, Paul, you know how there's a th- common thread, which is a pun, because you know there are rug stories that pop up intermittently? Uh yes. Yeah, so this morning I get back from my soft sand run at Bondi and mm-hmm. lo and behold, yeah, downstairs there's a Persian rug. Another bloody rug. Yeah. Another one. So I'm going to um I, I, I sniffed it with my olfactory centre. Gross. And it had a bit of a, a bit of a whiff. Yep. With, with the odor, but I'm just going to let just I'm I'm going to monitor this rug, <clears throat> and if it's still there in a few days, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to flog it. Can I, now? Can I just tell you and the listeners an amazing story? Yeah, absolutely. So, and I want the listeners to be very kind in their judgment, and you too, Paul. Sunday morning, 6 a.m., I'm, I'm at the gym. So I go to the gym a few times a week, but I love Sunday mornings because it's quiet. It's, there aren't that many people there, and it's a time to focus. And I'm having a chat with uh, your sister in London, Anne. You know, Anne's saying, oh, how's it going, Dad? And I said, I'm at the gym. So at that point, I decided to send down a photograph of me... In the gym. So I just... Stand, I'm st- there are mirrors everywhere. And I don't want to sort of sound... <laughs> Look, you know that you've been to gyms, haven't you, Paul?
1: I've been a few times.
2: Yeah. I mean, they... I mean, there are mirrors there for a reason, aren't there? So you can... You know, I, I don't actually use mirrors, to be honest with you. I I don't.
1: They're actually there to check your form to make Correct. sure you're standing up straight and whatnot. Yeah. All that
2: sort of stuff. Yeah. So I take a photograph of myself and I send it to Anne. For what uh, reason? I oh, just to sort of, so she knows, you know, it's her dad. Dad's working out in the gym. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> God. However, slight problem. I'm, <laughs> there's a very famous person. And when I say famous, I'm talking, I'm not going to say not quite royalty. Okay. But very famous. And right. very, very. Um, what age are we talking here? Well, like roughly. Well, I don't like to guess this particular person's age because it's not a good thing to guess people's age. Okay. So she is...
1: I thought you were talking about
2: a celebrity. This, In my mind, this person is a celebrity.
1: God bless you.
2: Uh, so then I said to Anne, because had posted some sort of... You know how they have those Insta stories on top of the Instagram? Yeah. That only lasts for 24 hours? So I'm responding to various things and... So then I I said to Anne, I said, oh, Anne, what did you think of the photo? And she said, what photo? I'd sent the photo to the of me at the gym. And I sat there on the end of my bench
1: and I felt genuinely, I didn't know what to do. I've sent messages, disparaging messages about people who are in a car with me to other people In the car, but because I'm thinking about the person I'm talking about, it gets sent to the... I just... My mind goes off and I send it to the person that it's about and they get an insulting message. That's happened to me before. Terrible. But this is a blast straight to somebody who you work with.
2: And then I go through the process internally. Yeah. I'm by myself. I'm in the gym. And you begin to overthink things, don't you? You start to think, if I respond, is she going to think that's real? How developed? How involved? How well-constructed, how long should the response be? Should it be short? Will she misinterpret the short as being curt? Should it be long? Then she thinks perhaps that's too long and maybe it's bullshit. You can misconstrue, and that's the problem with texting as a, as a, a general theme mm. because you don't have the subtle nuances of you know, the, looking at the person's face
0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
3: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Cool fact a
4: crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: But then this is where the story really gets weird, Paul. Whilst I'm deep in contemplation, can you guess what happens next? I cannot. You cannot. She sends me a photo. <laughs> yep, I get a photo. Now, with Instagram listeners, those of you that don't know about Instagram, you don't see the photo. You see a like a bar and it has the word photo, which you have to press. And of course, when you press that bar, they know because it says scene. She sends me a photograph and I open it up. The photograph was of a very large... Possibly six foot giraffe. I sent this great apology saying, "Look, I'm just, you know, blah blah blah." And then she said, "Yes, I thought it was a bit odd, so I decided to send you a photograph of a brand new giant giraffe in one of our kids' one of our kids' rooms because I didn't know what else to like. It's just weird." And then I th- thought about that for a while, and I was then I wrote and said, "Look, I'm just, I'm really sorry, and you know." But anyway, that's 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 a story that you can't undo it. I discussed it with a few friends yesterday and they all just said, not a problem. You just write and say, I'm sorry, it's a mistake, which of course it was. God, how awkward.
1: um, What a fuck up.
2: You know, And you're sort of, I'm the type of person that will just continually want to, I ruminate and I also want to actually explain myself even more
1: than I've already explained myself and then it gets Mm. kind of, then it gets weird. Yes so there's really no good way to back out of one of these things there's no right? way. We actually had a piece of correspondence from somebody that is I, mean, I think it's right up your alley actually mm. and I'm, I don't know if this is an obvious question okay. to answer for you but like a Ross Lapthorne, who's one of our followers on the uh, Facebook discussion group for loose units said question for John I've been with you guys from the start and love your work. I'm from Brisbane and there has been an elderly lady missing from my suburb for two weeks. On the weekend, they sadly found her body on her property and I couldn't help but notice the coroner-undertaker vehicle was actually a flower business van with a huge coroner-undertaker magnet stuck on the back, possibly connected to a funeral home. Could you shed more light on this undertaker job? Cheers. Mm. So is, is Ross saying that a flower van was convert? Had it, I'm curious as to how he knows it was a flower van. Or if you have a van that you use for one thing, can you then just whack on a a magnet and use it to ship bodies around is that legal well i think one thing to say and i'm saying this in the nicest possible way to our
2: queensland uh, listeners yes. is that basically we have australia is a country yeah. and then within australia we have queensland okay
1: okay so let's bear in mind think, bear in mind that our uh, i love queensland oh our brisbane show was oh, top one sure. of our oh my god Phenomenal. so good so good. but but
2: um you know they do things a little bit differently in queensland mm. so my my theory in relation to this particular story is that um and it shows ingenuity maybe they couldn't get a vehicle maybe it's a floral or florist that that you know works closely with a funeral director yeah and quite often as used to happen in sydney is that to get the contract to be the government contractor in new south wales you would tender and it was basically a reverse tender a little bit like how walmart work in america where if you want to sell socks to walmart they might get 20 sock distributors in to a room and they start at a certain figure and they go down, down, down until there's just one person left in the room and that person gets the gig. And it's pretty, I think it's pretty uncool and and quite a vicious form of marketing. However, that's basically what used to happen in Sydney. It may still happen in other states where funeral parlours will tender for the contract. Now, I know that in a, in New South Wales, particularly in Sydney, when I was in the police force, because mm-hmm. I spoke to a few funeral directors that were doubling up as contractors, and they said they were basically charging a dollar to pick up the body. And the reason they did it for a dollar is that most of the time they'd get the funeral because they would be at the scene, they would hand out cards to the to family, and quite often the family would then use that particular funeral home okay so and the and it's kind of a little bit odd but maybe it was an emergency um, it's definitely unusual I mean the, the 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 magnetic sign speaks volumes I am a little bit I think that's weird up okay. in Queensland also because in us in in Sydney New South Wales they don't advertise that It's a van with a dead body in it. They're unmarked vehicles, generally white in Sydney. Yep. And all the glass, if it's got any windows, are all sort of blacked out. Okay. It's very, very nondescript. And they get in, they do what they have to do, and they get out. Now, you know, this person, this woman who's been missing for two weeks... It's warm in Queensland. Oh, yes. And that would have accelerated the decomposition. And, you know, if she died in bed, for example, uh, there's going to be a lot of seepage and they're going to have to get rid of a lot of, you know, they're going to have to incinerate. Uh, it's not the sort of thing you'd leave on a council cleanup, although occasionally these things do happen. But you'd hope that you'd have professional... Um, people that would come in, which would be an interesting job and probably very well paid to come in and do a forensic cleaning. Bearing in mind, one has to also establish that there were no suspicious circumstances. Who's to say that it was not, a res- you know, that it could have been a result of something other than natural
1: causes? Of course. yeah, and that- These things have to be discounted. I guess what I'm saying is I'm curious about do you just clean it out and put flowers in and then vice versa? Are you allowed to? Is that Yeah, they can do what they like, but the I think the flowers is a nice
2: touch in that it might help sort of obfuscate the, the the foul odour of a rotting body. Right. Because right. once that smell gets into things it's it's hard to get out. Right. If I go into a house or it's like uh, we had the listener that was in Belangolo and they were on military exercise. In fact, I think it was, oh God, I think it was Christine's work colleague. And he smelt one of the bodies.
1: And right. you, you never forget it. I have, a, I have a bit of weird news for you from the oh. Facebook page. You have started something very odd, I think, without meaning to. Mm-hmm. So, over the past few weeks on the show, Chico Rolls have kept coming up. I love Chico right? Rolls. Remember, there was a victim from one of the crimes yes. who was found with the remains of a Chico Roll in her stomach. Correct. I got a message from Debbie Masters on our Facebook page saying, I was just listening to part one of the Wanda Beach murders and you mentioned Chico Rolls. You can still get them from the supermarket and they come with the little bags to put them in. My husband still loves them, but we air fry them, not deep fry them. So, a bunch, of, a whole bunch of people are replying and now everybody is eating Chico Rolls again. I think we've actually we've rebooted the Chico Roll as a snack. Now... Mm. I'm not sure if anyone at Chico Roll is listening, but we don't mind these bad boys. I haven't had one in years. Now we talked about this, and we were saying that they're basically big, weird spring rolls. Oh, they're so weird. That's the idea. So if I Google Chico Roll ingredients, Mm. I just want to find out what's actually in these bad boys. Um, I hope
2: there's cabbage because I think
1: I think I mean they were just and they used to put salt on them and oh yeah. So here's what's in a Chico Roll. Uh, It says 31% vegetables, cabbage, there we go, Mm -hmm. carrot, celery, onion, green beans, wheat flour, water, cooked barley, 4% beef, oil, soy protein, wheat cereal, then the usual kind of preservatives and whatnot, and some spices.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, it's kind of, like, it's got a lot of preservatives, but it it kind of is just a big spring roll. The, The thing I think they're known for is the weird texture, and so it is odd that even though we've been talking about them in a murder context and being the Mm. contents of some poor person's stomach after they've been Mm. found dead, Mm. our listeners are such freaks that they've gone and bought some from the supermarket because they've gone, you know what? I could really go with chick roll I wonder whether you can still buy them at a classic fish and chip shop. I think you can. You you might need to go out into the suburbs or into the country or whatever, but if you went to a kind of milk bar, you might find them. I think the thing about those bags they put them in is that the paper is waxy so that it doesn't Mm. go completely transparent.
2: That's really good. You hold the bottom of it, you give it a squeeze, and the knobby thing starts to protrude as you squeeze.
1: It comes out and up, and it's long and hard. Okay. And then you put it in your mouth. I get it, Dad. God (laughs) damn it. This has gone off the rails. Well, uh, look, that's all the time we have for another extremely odd episode of Loose Units. The Shadow Files. I'm Paul Verhoeven. That's John Verhoeven. We're so sorry, listeners. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week for a particularly harrowing. So strap in and get ready. A particularly harrowing episode of Loose Units: The Shadow Files. Have a great weekend, and we will see you soon. Bye, everyone. Cheerio.
4: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project